0: And I believe that that's
1: really why you're here Christ died
0: for Hi us History Makers
1: Hi and welcome to History Makers I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking to Christian radio legend Leroy Brown from Melbourne How you doing brother? Oh,
0: good. I think you've uh, used the
1: word legend a little loosely there, Matt, Uh, I'll be honest. Well, mate, I've uh, heard a bit about you over the years on the radio, and I know you've worked at a whole bunch of different radio stations, and uh, you know that that classifies as a legend as far as I'm concerned. If you've survived a few radio stations, you've done well.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, all right. I'll take it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to find out a bit of your story today and a bit about your heart for uh, podcasting and radio, Uh, but let's uh, find out your background. Where, Where were you born and raised?
0: I was born a um, South Australian boy through and through. So I was born in Wyala, a little country town in South Australia. It's a seal town uh, where you know BHP is, the, I guess, the, the pinnacle of Wyala. It's called One Seal now. And I think they've gone through a few little bit of hardships recently. But, yeah, that was my hometown. So I was born and raised. I left there at 16, though, because I wanted to chase. That little man in the speakers appealed to me. You know, I was wondering how he always got in there, and I thought, I'd love to be that little man in the speakers and that sort of, uh, I just started from there to so the age of 16. Away I went. I was off on my journey.
1: There you go. So you had a passion for radio from a young age, hey?
0: Yeah, very young age. In mm. fact, I did community radio at five, triple Y in YLA. I was taking uh, requests after school. In fact, I was taking requests in science class, Matt, and then I would take them to the radio <laughs> station that night and, and then <laughs> play, them, then play them out on the radio. So, It was in my blood from a very early age.
1: Were you 15 or 16 then? How old were you?
0: I was probably, uh, I reckon I got my first commercial job at the age of 16, but um, I reckon I was 14, 15 when it all started for me in community radio. There you um, go. Yeah, it's very early.
1: Well, we have that in common, mate. I was 15 when I started in community radio and doing the same thing, doing requests, all that kind of thing, and I was hopeless. Like I remember I'd get on the radio and there was a song by Elton John called Rendezvous, and I said, oh, that was Rendezvous because from- <laughs> <laughs> you just haven't got a clue when you're a young fella. But that's how you learn, isn't it? You make mistakes and you, you improve. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. We make a lot of mistakes along the way, and then we end up with legend status at the end of it all. So that's
1: great. (laughs) So, mate, tell us a bit about your faith journey. Were you raised in a religious household?
0: Yeah, well, my grandmother was a Catholic. So I I was brought up in the Catholic Church. I I became an altar boy very early on in the piece, and uh, I really enjoyed that. I I thought it was, you know, it was a fun time of my life. I I became a part of the Guild of St. Stephen. Now, before you ask me, I have no idea what that is, but uh, I know that uh, I, I was wearing a medal around my neck when I was doing the whole uh, altar boy thing. So that was that was really cool. But then later on in life, as I sort of developed and, and grew up and moved out of home early, church life sort of died for me because I started working in nightclubs and, you know, I was attracted to music and DJing and all this sort of stuff. So uh, radio leads you down certain paths. So I I sort of stepped away from the church for a little bit of my life, and then twenty one i I got born again i was i was I was saved and and you know after a, I guess um, a couple of years of being a hoodlum, i uh, I decided well, who's this God and what does he want with me? So um, I'm glad he found me though, because uh, you know life hasn't been the same since.
1: Well, I love hearing stories of how people come to Christ and so often it's because a friend invited someone. Is is that how it mm. happened for you? It's funny. Uh, no. The story goes, I was in
0: Dar- um driving around in the Black Thunders, so we, I was doing a drive show in the afternoon, but I would get up with the morning crew and I would be in the Black Thunders giving away icy cold cans of Coke and copies of Who Weekly magazine, which was great. <laughs> um, you know, you got to meet all these people and it was, you know... You, Typical cliche radio job. And um, me being me, I love to listen to different radio stations to see what others are up to. And I stumbled across Rima in Darwin, and uh, who I believe take the show. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I believe they take the show. And um, I, I remember hearing this song on the radio, and it was Phil Joel, God is watching over you. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is a cool song. What's this about? And within a minute, there were... Tears rolling down my face and i'm like what 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 am i doing this is crazy stuff and i'm thinking i'm listening to the lyrics i'm going who is this phil joel guy and 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 tears coming everywhere and i and i just remember thinking at the time well who is this god character and what does he want with me and then i remember ringing the radio station and talking to uh one of the managers there her name was Cheryl and sellick i'll never forget her she, she played a pinnacle role in in my faith journey And and she said, "Look, we'd love to meet you." And I'm, I'm like, "Oh, really?" You know. Um, she goes, "Well, look, you're in a car at the moment. You're in tears. How about you come by at lunchtime today, and we'll meet you?" I said, "Look, better than that. How about you pop round my house because they lived in the same area as I did?" And and she came around that night with her husband, and they both worked at Rema and they brought um, a Bible with them, They're like a present for me, basically. And they and they sort of just sat me down and explained what what well, they thought this all meant, and they gave me the Bible, and it was God's Word for media professionals. And I'm like, oh, how <laughs> cool is this? He's even written me a book. This is great. So I, I remember, and I've still got that Bible somewhere. I'm not entirely sure where it is, but it, it'll always walk with me, and I'll always remember that. And, but from that moment, they got me involved in the church, and the rest is history, pardon the pun.
1: Wow. Like, Well, mate, I tell you what, that is why we we do what we do on Christian Radio. You know, we want to play music and we want to say things that will hopefully impact people's lives. And uh, that is like the the picture-perfect testimony. (laughs) And and now, full circle, you're working in Christian Radio, (laughs) sharing the same message. (laughs)
0: Exactly, and and from that moment, I think that's that's why why I wanted to do what I do, uh, you know. And, and you know, I've worked in commercial radio, I've worked for your big networks, I've worked for your Triple N's, I've worked for your, you know, uh, K Rocks in Geelong. But nothing gives me more passion and drive than doing this for the kingdom. It's just you make you, you know you play a three minute song, it makes a difference. You, you say a few words, they're not your words. They're what God is is wanting to say to, you know, the listeners. And and the difference you can make in in Christian radio is is just phenomenal.
1: And, you know, the thing is you never know who's going to listen. You never know who's going to tune in or stumble across a podcast or an interview or a song that you play. You never know how it's going to impact someone. Uh, but uh, you just think of the growth of Christian radio over the years as well. Obviously, you, you've been in radio for a long time. You think about all these Cap City stations and all these regional stations uh, reaching, I think there's like 4 million people that listen to Christian radio every month across Australia. Uh, it yeah. really is a massive potential to, to reach this nation for God, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, and we, we've just got to keep trying to make that difference. And, you know, if, even if you am <laughs> Matt, I apologise for this, but if you are listening to this right now and you do want to get involved with Christian Radio, then do so because volunteers are so important yeah. when it comes to making this, you know, um, the cog in the wheel tick that, that that we, you know, we present on a daily basis. This whole Christian Radio thing is big, but it can't work without you. Yeah. So if you want to get involved, feel free. I
1: always love to find out. More details of people's salvation stories. So, this beautiful couple from the Christian radio in Darwin went and visited you. Gave your Bible. You mm. got into church after after being raised Catholic. What yeah. was it like your first church experience after that night?
0: It was different because I I just remember going, wow! I didn't think church was this cool. Like <laughs> they, they you know they were singing, they were they were jamming up the front. People were you know had their hands in the air, and i I'm just sitting there taking this all in, being uh, just a touch overwhelmed by it all, I'll be brutally honest with you. But I remember, you know, going up at the, at the end of the service and to the pastor, Don, I think his name was, and I walked up to him at the end. I went, mate, that was fantastic. Thanks so much, you know, for for allowing me to come along. And from that moment on, I became a part of that church. And I, you know, I, I sort of, I'm one of these people that if I ask, I will get involved. Yeah. <laughs> so I sort of sit back and, I'm a little shy, although it doesn't come across this way now. But, um, you know, I can be a little shy when it comes to church. And I remember saying to the pastor, look, uh, if you need me to do anything, just ask. I'm probably not going to come forward. And I remember getting quite involved in that church. It was, um, you know, it was one of those things that it was a moment in my life that um, I'll be forever thankful for.
1: Well, you know, I always believe that everyone should play a part in church, not just be spectators, but participators. So, mm-hmm. I'd love to know what areas have you served in in the church over the years.
0: Oh well, as you know, I'm uh, lo- I love my music. I love uh, everything to do with music. A lot now, I can't play an instrument to save myself, so that was never going to work. Never ever going to be a part of the worship <laughs> team. Um, but I did mix for them for a while, so I was the guy behind the the mixing desk and. And I would uh, – because at a younger age, we touched on earlier on, I did a little bit of DJ work, and I did a little bit of mixing behind the desk. So mm-hmm. I could volunteer in that in that capacity. And then when I left the church, I had a whole bunch of sound gear that I wasn't going to use anymore because I was moving to Victoria, so I donated all of that to the church as well. So, yeah, they're the two areas, I guess, mm-hmm. um, that I, I sort of served in.
1: Now, I've just noticed uh, your your email address here – is Leroy Brown comedy? Uh, I didn't realise you had a, a comedy background. Is that something that you've dabbled in a bit over the years too?
0: Yeah, funnily enough, uh, yes it is. And that's not my email address anymore because so <laughs> I've stepped away from comedy. When you do breakfast radio, um, you can't burn the candle at both ends. And yeah. I was doing stand-up comedy for a little while. I did a lot of great gigs. A lot of uh, I did a couple of comedy cruises and stuff like that. And also did. Some good church gigs as well, but um, I've had to sort of pull the pin on my comedy just because uh, radio is hard to do at one end of the day and then comedy doing at the other end of the day. You sort of burn the candle at both ends. And when I was doing breakfast radio, I had to step away from that comedy thing. But it's, all, it's a bit of an outlet, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if I can make someone laugh uh, on, and, uh, and I'm changing their life in some way or giving them a positive experience, then... Uh, I'm doing my job in life. So that's sort of why I got into comedy is just to make someone's day a little bit brighter if they're having a rough one.
1: Yeah, very good, mate. And, you know, the thing is, in Australia, we're blessed with some some great Aussie Christian comedians, uh, you know, Ben Price from Melbourne, uh, absolutely genius uh, with impersonations. Uh, There's Luke Holt, who's also uh, been uh, involved in Christian radio for many years as well. Uh, yep. And of course, in the states, you've got you know John Crist and uh, all these uh, hilarious guys that are getting around on Facebook these days. Uh, it's been good to see how Christian comedy's uh, really impacted many lives over the years, hasn't it?
0: Absolutely, and and not necessarily just Christian comedy either. I think you know one of the things I used to pride myself on is being 100 percent clean and squeaky clean when it comes to you know you don't have to get on stage and you don't have to swear to get someone to laugh, and and that. That's the beautiful thing about um, clean comedy and Luke does that and, and, you know, spoke about Ben and Ben does that as well. I've worked with both of those boys and, you know, they're sort of, of the same opinion that you don't have to be crude to get laughs and you can just actually get on stage and have a good time with someone and get them laughing and, if, like I said, if you if brighten their day just that little bit, just even by 5%, you've done your job.
1: So you've worked in commercial radio for many years. How did you get into Christian radio?
0: Um, well, it's uh, funny because the whole Darwin experience sort of pushed me in that in that direction. I had a little bit to do with Rima while I was up at Darwin. I was still working for Hot 100, but I would give them a hand. So I would just wander into the Christian station and go, look, do you mind if I take some of your announcers under, under my wing a little bit and just sort of guide them in, in particular areas? And they're like, absolutely, no problem at all. That'd be good. So there's there's those areas... I've worked, and when I came to Melbourne, I got a job with Triple M, and I was with Triple M for two years. I did a network night show to Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide. I was on fire. And I thought I'd reached everything I wanted to reach, which was great. When I set out as a little fella, wanted to get into commercial radio, Triple M was my pinnacle, and I thought I just wanna I just wanna make it to capital city radio. Wasn't all it was cut out to be. Mm. Uh, I remember getting the sack a couple of days before New Year's Eve, which wasn't great for me. (laughs) And when the big broom comes in to sweep you out at the end of the year, I got caught on one of the bristles and went, "Okay, well, it's my turn, obviously. Mm. I've enjoyed this two years, but what am I going to go and do now? Mm. Um, I remember going across to Gold 104 for a little while, about two and a half weeks, and then Light FM came knocking on the door. Graham Hassler, another very good friend of mine, he he sort of said, well, Leroy, why why don't you come and work for us? I'm like, oh, Christian Radio? Okay, well, this is something I've obviously been exposed to over the years, and I've certainly got something to offer. Um, the rest is history. I signed up with Light FM and spent about four years working on the drive show um, in Melbourne, and that was, that was a lot of fun.
1: Um, Wonderful to hear, mate. Now, you've also got a podcast as a little side project. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, Dad's World uh, is a podcast that I'm I'm pretty passionate about. It's on hold just at the moment, but uh, it, it's it'll reinvent itself. Uh, basically, because I'm a dad and I'm a dad of four kids. I've got you know Kiara, who's my eldest, she's 19. I've got uh, the two boys or three boys now that live with me. I've got Jacko, Caleb, and now Asher, who's come into the world, 14 months old. So you can just imagine it's quite a broad spectrum of <laughs> parenting there. <laughs> Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be something I can do to talk into dads because I'm passionate about being a dad. I-, I love being a dad. It's one of the best things in the world that you could ever do unless you're a female. Got to be a mum. But it- it's <laughs> one of those things that um, we need help. You know, being a parent doesn't have an instruction booklet. And I'm, I'm really hoping that this can be a bit of an instruction booklet uh, just between the speakers quite possibly in the podcasting world, dad's world, because um, it's just dads sharing their experiences and, you know, some of the problems that they've faced. And I remember one story um, came in via Facebook and I I went to air with this. There was a, a, a young fella in Geelong who was picking his girl up from school, His young girl at school. In fact, no, he was dropping her off at school. And he walked up to her and gave her a kiss. And everybody, all of the parents around him were looking at him going, why is he kissing that young girl? Why, what's what's going on there? And he just felt this, there's nothing wrong with what he was doing, but he felt this guilt straight away. It's how society is, this is how society has become. It's, they're judging him, they're looking at him, or so he's feeling anyway. So there's a lot going on there in that moment. And he said to me, do you mind taking to this podcast and, and seeing if dads feel this way as well? And you would not believe the response of fathers who have felt this, this similar emotion when they've either been dropping their kids off from school or playing with them in the park or whatever. The, and I'm like, wow, this is there's a market for this, and there's there are dads out there that need help. There are yeah. dads out there that need to talk, and if I can provide an avenue for that, well, fantastic.
1: Very cool, mate. Well, it's great to hear your story today. And what a, a great testimony of, uh, you know, tuning into Christian Radio in Darwin accidentally and uh, having your life transformed. And now here you are doing podcasting, doing comedy, doing all these things you've done over the years. Uh, it's been great to hear your story today, mate. I reckon you're a history maker, Leroy. Thanks for joining us. No, problem. Thanks so much. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater. And my challenge to you now is to go and make history.